Welcome to a uh, Christmas edition of Ed and Red. No, don't expect us to be like breaking into song or having this is special Christmas? guests. Yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. Christmas. So uh, Christmas. here, as you can hear. Hi, Liana. Hi, I'm sort of here. Where are you? You're, you're not here. You're sorry. Your uh, <laughs> your audio on my end off the top was just like blah, and I'm like, what was that? Hello, Satan. Like, <laughs> like super super loud i once shot at a rundown motel yeah um it was like a basically a rooming house um it was the rex hotel in toronto before it, oh, uh, before, before it got it before it got bougie yeah. yeah and uh we're shooting and i started uh, talking shooting the scene in the room we had rented and some guy from the next room was banging on the wall saying get thee behind me satan and so i just kept coming back i went back to him saying yes it's me satan and he yeah. was freaking out, which is not <laughs> something to good to do to yeah. somebody who's likely uh, suffering uh, the effects of substance abuse and many years of it. And, and possibly serious mental illness. Possibly. So uh, I apologize to that guy. <laughs> he's probably dead. I'm sure All he's right. listening right now. Well, he's from he's, whatever plane of existence he's now he's, on. Uh, he took a dirt nap, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh, All right. Um, by the way, you ever, you ever wake up in the morning and want to take a nap? Oh, yeah. Today was one of those days where I woke yeah. up and I was like, hmm, seems like time for a nap. Yeah. And I had to get up and do things. And yeah. so the whole day, I'm dragging my butt. Not right. like a dog on, on your carpet. <laughs> that kind of dragging butt. I, not, I had not to deal with that today. Yeah, yeah, I'm not leaving a trail. Yeah. Um, just sort of metaphorically dragging my butt. Yeah, tis, um, tis the season where animals get into a bunch of foods they shouldn't, and you have a lot of that if you're a pet owner. Um, so here's something that's bothered me this year about uh, the Christmas season. Okay. Okay. For There was a period where there was a uh, pushback against people saying Merry Christmas. Right. Usually the pushback was from people who, who came from nominal Christian backgrounds and felt that they were pushing their religious hegemony on those who don't, who aren't Christian, um, you know, Jews, Muslims, atheists. And so it became a thing to not have people in stores and so on say Merry Christmas because it was deemed to be somehow offensive. They didn't, right. ask, they didn't ask the atheists, yeah. the Jews or the Muslims yeah. who didn't really care right. um, and who were able to divine the sentiment it, it encapsulated in a Merry Christmas. Right. No, these were these were once again these these were these were people, liberals, uh, far, like radical liberals yeah. who uh, decided that they were going to take up a cause on behalf of other people who never asked them to, and they don't recognize how this is a version of what they call the white savior syndrome. Sure. Uh, so uh, Merry Christmas gone, replaced by Happy Holidays. Right. Okay. Happy holiday seasons greetings. Right. Now, the thing about happy holiday seasons greetings is it encapsulates New Year's as well. Right. And so, and you know whatever holiday you happen to celebrate this time of year. Yeah. No, it's just it's a it's a nice generic greeting, and then people who wanted to to bring back Merry Christmas were mad because they said this was taking the Christ out of Christmas. Right. Which is technically not possible because Christ is the first word in Christmas. Um. <laughs> They so they they got mad at people saying 
uh, happy holidays or, or season's greetings. So that became a culture war. So now, during this Christmas season, when you go to a checkout and you finish your transaction, instead of saying Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, season's greetings, they say, have a good one. Right. And that takes, I mean, this is the time of year we're supposed to all pretend that we're better people than we are the rest of the year. Yeah. And we're supposed to engage, but, but there's a legitimate feeling, a lightness. I mean, there's some people, it's a terrible time of year. I get that. But for others, it's a time of, of, of light, of joyousness, of celebration, of happiness. And you lose that with have a good one. <laughs> yeah, especially when you've lined up for about 40 minutes outside of a particular uh, bizarre kitsch jewelry store because it's the holidays and because you're shopping for various relatives and then you get in there and that that was the only time I got have a great day this year but I think because it, I did a lot of my shopping online and but didn't most, it, wasn't that an empty feeling it it was just odd to me because all of the you know businesses I go to regularly are you know, they're, they're run by immigrants. Most of them aren't Christian and they're all saying Merry, happy holidays. It's, just, it's really funny. This is what happens when people fetch. You got the people on the, the left complaining then the people on the right complain. And those of us, the vast majority who don't identify as being one or the other, we get have a good one. I want to hear Merry Christmas. I want to hear happy holidays, seasons, greetings, something to, to indicate that this is more than just another day. The, that this the, is a period where we, we, we you know, it's a, it's a, a, a bit of uh, time where we can believe most, that people are better than they are. For most people, it's a secular holiday, right? It's well, just something about, you know, the rhythms of Canadian life. And the weird thing is in the stores that say, have a good one, they're playing Christmas music. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that apparently that's that'll be the next battleground. <laughs> yeah, they're they're playing Christmas music, but they won't say happy holidays. It's it's I I have been very sensitized to Christmas music this year because uh a friend of mine who works in a coffee chain, she has the morning shift at I'm trying not to mention any brand names and so nobody gets mad, but she has an entire list of songs that Please don't play first thing in the morning. It it is too much. And apparently, rocking Mariah, around the Christmas tree. No, not ones like that. It's the pop songs, like Sia's "Candy Cane Lane," and apparently, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" is just referred to as that song. <laughs> it's that. I don't even. I don't. I'm much. not even familiar with Sia's song. I don't like. <laughs> basically, all the Christmas carols we need have already been written. Um, there can be different takes, different versions uh, of them by different artists, but we do not need new new Christmas songs. Um, I, I don't. I mean, if it's a if it's a nice kind of hymn hymn style Christmas song, I don't mind yeah, that. We, I'm tired of pop stars trying to make new Christmas stars. Look at <clears throat> just look at what you mentioned, Mariah Carey. Look at listen to that treacle. Okay, I mean, that that's what we get when we let pop stars try to make a new holiday standard. We get all I want for Christmas is you. And that it makes my ears bleed. But it's it's not it's like the song Ebola. It, my eyes start bleeding. <laughs> it's not the song itself. It's how it's produced. Right. And that, that that is not even the worst of the popped up 
Christmas songs. I almost raged in a supermarket the other day because one of my favorite pop Christmas songs is the Jackson's Five, you know, ho, 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 who wouldn't go, uh, you know, up on the housetop. Yeah. Fantastic version of that song. And it's poppy and it was modern at the time, but it that song just slaps like that version. And someone remixed it in a messed up way. So every time I was getting into it, it changed. <laughs> like, why are you desecrating a classic? It just was the, the, just just to make something new. That's and the then, thing. And then they, it. it was apparently some famous DJ that did it. So it's getting played all over the place now. But then there was another one and I don't know who it was, but it sounded like everything I don't like about Drake's production. You know, that weird. It sounds like he's singing into a tin can kind of sound. I don't. And it's like it just every everything about Drake's production. I don't like. And there was a Christmas song that had that weird, filtered, oddly atonal sound. And I'm like, what is this? I mean, every Christmas tune doesn't have to be, you know, Oh Holy Night. But oh Holy Night. Well, That's the way Cher did it. What? Oh, did Cher do that song? Cher did a version. Oh Holy Night. Yeah, I mean, that's like one it's of the hardest. Terrible. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, the French version, the, the original French version is better. You know, we don't need any new ones is the thing. I, I don't we know. We also Every... don't need Little Drummer Boy. That can go away I forever. know you don't like Little Drummer Boy. I like I like the, uh, was a David Bowie, Bing Crosby version of the Little Drummer Boy? I don't like it. That's... I don't like anything with Bing Crosby because he was a son of a bitch. Okay, what about Holly Abused Jolly Christmas? Kids, all this other stuff, a drunk. What about Holly Jolly Christmas? That's Burl Lives, isn't it? Yeah, have a holly jolly Christmas. I like that song. See, we don't need any, we don't need any more. We got holly jolly Christmas. What about all the various Christmas songs written by Jewish people, like White Christmas? Well, again, we have those. But but those were popular. So that was that was secular music written. Well, apparently he wrote it because one of his children died on Christmas Eve or something like that. But that's uh, cheery. But yeah, but it, I mean, it was a big one with uh, uh, people serving overseas in the military, apparently. And uh, they always wanted to drop it because everybody cried when they sang it, but people bellowed for it. They wanted that song. So, you know, every so often one comes along. I mean, the new ABBA song is excellent. Little Things? Haven't heard it. Adorable. Well, the thing that's cool about it is it's a new idea in that it's told from the point of view of the grandparents that get to sleep in on Christmas because the, 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 you know, their kids are getting up with the grandkids, but they're the grandparents. So it's all good. They can stay in bed. I thought falls into the same category as grandma got run over by a reindeer. No, a, a little different. It's, it's not a, it's not like a, a silly song. It's very cute. And it's not overdone and it's nice to listen to and um, but it's not as poppy as the other things ABBA does. It, it doesn't you know, it, it doesn't try to do that kind of disco sound. And that's why I think it works is when, you know, Bjorn and Benny went out to write a Christmas song. They're like, this is a Christmas song. This is not a pop song. They know what's good. Listen to ABBA. <laughs> I uh, no. I, I think that we've got, there should be a moratorium. No, why don't people write Easter songs? 
Easter's a, a holiday that gets very little love. Why don't people write Easter songs, start new traditions? We have enough Christmas music. We have enough versions of each song of Christmas music that we do not need any new Christmas music. I don't want pop stars doing new Christmas songs because they're usually terrible. Uh, I just have, if you're a pop star, do a version of a traditional Christmas carol that isn't Little Drummer Boy. Do then, that. Then they don't get songwriting royalties forever. See, that's the thing. This is all about filthy lucre. Like the holiday has become. Everything like what? Filthy lucre. What's that? Lucre. L-U-C-E-L-U-C-R-E. Okay. You don't know what filthy lucre is? Like lucrative? Yeah, I'm surprised you. You, you know so many old school terms. In fact, you know uh, just about everything there, Wikipedia. Yes, but, but uh, you, you yell everything, so it's hard to hear what you're saying sometimes. I'm not yelling. This is my normal speaking and, voice. And that that was like, you, you know, that 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 was that was like biblical. Look it up. You got a computer there. Filthy lucre. Yeah. All right. Um, so here's the thing. Getting back to what I was saying before is that uh, if if you work somewhere or you pass someone by and they are dressed like an Orthodox Jew, right. or like a, a, a Muslim imam, um, probably saying Merry Christmas to them is a dick move. All right. But anybody else, like saying Merry Christmas to somebody who isn't Christian is not like you're standing at their door with pamphlets asking if they've heard the good news about Jesus. Okay, but you're not trying to convert anybody with Merry Christmas. Here's a conundrum I have. I had this year, right? The, uh, there's this shop and the lady that runs it wears hijab, right? Mm -hmm. But they went all out. They got the lights. They got like a candy cane lane going. They went all out for Christmas. Well, I don't I don't think they're going to be offended if you say Merry Christmas. Well, you know why? Why non-Christians like Christmas? Because they get the day off and they don't you, have to do anything. You get the day off and there is no set traditional right. way to set. So you can do nothing. You can do something. Whatever you do, whether it's like Chinese food in a movie, whatever you do, you there is do no societally imposed way of celebrating. So you've got the time off but you are free to do to use that time in any way you want. You want to get together with your family? You can. You want to you want to not get together? You don't have to. It's you've got such tremendous freedom as opposed to the strictures that exist, the expectations people have who are uh, uh, Christians who observe Christmas. They expect certain things. Christmas Eve certain things. Christmas Day certain things. You know, they there's this expectation family gets together even if you hate each other and like there's there's a lot of imperatives placed on Christians who uh, celebrate Christmas, whereas if you're not uh, a Christian and you're observing Christmas, um, sky's the limit. Yeah, um, you can't do Chinese food in a movie this year in the Toronto area, though. A lot of the theaters are closed. Yeah, I'm bummed. I'm yeah. bummed. Well, I, I, I was planning on that. And Chinese food in a streamer. Yeah, not the same. All right. Um, we're going to go to a break. When okay. we come back, we're going to talk about holiday parties. Um, bad, bad headlines that go on in the, the press all the time that really made me mad. Paper bags and maybe some other things. Okay. Um, so that's all scheduled, though, as you know, we schedule things, then we drop them because we talk about one thing longer than we thought. 
All right. Um, rather not rather than belaboring this, we're gonna go to a break and be back. Ed and Red Saga 960 AM. <laughs> Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Okay, Jack you just frost nipping at your nose. You just created a Christmas song there that was not the melody to that song. What are you talking about? It was a, it's a classic Christmas song. Yes, but you hit all basically every third note correctly. Listen, everybody has their own vocal stylings, okay? But you said before people shouldn't people shouldn't no. make new versions or I anything said, like this that. This isn't a new version. This is me singing it. Uh, you can put your own style onto the song, but it has to be an existing song. Okay. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Ba, 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 of the you don't even year. know the words to that one. Ba, ba, da, ba. I'm doing like uh, Frank Sinatra used to do. What about the uh, the Pointer Sisters version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town? That's a classic. That one can stay because it's old. It's not that old. It's from like the 80s. Guess what? That's like 35 years ago. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't consider that old. It's no, because you were retro. alive. It's retro, but it's not old. You but... rarely consider something old. If it came out while you were alive. Well, I'm, I'm talking the difference between, you know, a show that a song that was written in the 1800s. You're, oh, you're very, right. you're, you're very limited in, in things, Ed. I think you should make a new year's resolution to broaden your horizons. Yeah. Let me just mark that down. All right. Yeah. That was um, condescending. We're uh, going to talk about uh holiday parties. This is the second, uh, second year in a row that uh, Christmas parties are basically a no-no. You can have in Ontario 10 people or less. 10 people, yeah. Uh, which it must make it interesting for those with large families. How do you do the cutoff? Because now you got to decide who those 10 are. And if let's just say you're uh, grandparents and you had, let's just say you had three kids, okay? Mm -hmm. So you're up to five. And let's just say each of those kids had two kids. You know, you're now up to uh, seven, nine, 11. Mm -hmm. How do you decide which kid ain't coming or think, which grandchild isn't coming? I think in those cases, you have to split it up. You know, one part of the family, maybe Christmas Eve, the other part of the family, Christmas Day or something like that, which sort of defeats the purpose of the smaller gatherings. But technically, that is within the rules. I wonder, initially, I thought no one's going to pay attention to this. The people are fed up with COVID restrictions. We were good people. We did it. Now we're tired. We want our reward. We want, we want to be able to move about the cabin. And, uh, they, uh, and I thought people were going to be just the fatigue for COVID rules was going to overtake any common sense or concern for public health. And that we were going to just see people willy-nilly defying these orders, restaurants willy-nilly defying these orders. I love using willy-nilly. Um, but it turns out I was wrong. 
because there's a lot of the stories all through the news about uh, restaurants that willingly closed completely mm-hmm. until the new year, um, not so and canceled holiday. I mean, they canceled any parties that were going to happen, and also at restaurants, people who had scheduled parties for New Year's and Christmas called and canceled. So it appears that we don't need to be strong armed as Canadians into accepting the, uh, the, 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 the new recommendations to stop the spread of COVID. We, we just understand that it's, a, it's a, a, a concern for public health and we act accordingly. So I was well, wrong. Okay, it also, it also helps that the federal government broadened the rules for the COVID, um, uh, the, the new relief, the thing that replaced the CERB that it went from lockdown conditions to any any business. If you work for a business that's been mandated a 50% cut and which means a reduction of hours or it closes up or something like that, you can apply for for the uh, the government money. Um, so we don't we don't need to be strong armed because the government's offering a carrot, not just a stick. Right. It, that That's the thing that I don't get about other places in the world. If you want people to stay home, if you want people to do things, compensate them for that behavior. It's the only way to really do it. Otherwise, you get people rebelling because they're, you know, they they can't afford to pay their rent and pay for food. Well, it's it's also your you know, it's it's people don't like sticks. People like carrots. So. You know, if if you give people something for their trouble, then people are a lot more compliant. I think I think also Canadians are a bit more aware of what's going on in the world than some other countries. And so they, you know, Omicron is is freaked people out. I know I I rethought a lot of things I was going to do this this period. I mean the shopping is a little bit unnerving, right? I, every time I touch a door with my bare hands, I freak out and use hand sanitizer. So it's, it, yeah, but I you, think, you don't like shopping amongst people at the best of times. No, but you know, this is, this is a time of year. I'll take a day and just wander around the mall. And I tend to enjoy that. I even did that last year um, with COVID restrictions, but this year I was like, no, this thing is just so much more contagious. And, you know, the the booster shot uh, appointments are completely wiped out. Forget it. People are going to have to wait till mid-January, early February. Um, uh, but yeah, it's... Um, I think people just hear anyway, the sense is... A lot of people like myself expected another wave of this this winter. We didn't buy it was behind us at the minute the weather got cold. It would get I didn't expect it to be this bad, but, you know, we expected another wave. I'm still expecting there to be some sort of lockdown come Boxing Day like last year, uh, which is a little too little too late because it's all the moving around pre Christmas. Right. That that's contributing to the well, spread that's closing the, the barn door after the horses have left yeah and i mean okay you can argue that yes it is a reset if they shut down everything right like if toronto district school board stays closed and stuff like that 
it might help it might help get cases down. But the thing to watch right now is the hospitals right now, even though there's a huge surge in overall cases and the test positivity rate is very high. There isn't the, the hospital admissions are a lagging indicator, but, and, and, you know, maybe by the, by the time somebody hears this, I'll be wrong about this, but, uh, it, it doesn't seem to be the percentage of hospital admissions right now, which means there are fewer cases of severe illness. Which is because a lot of people got vaccinated. Did you you hear that even that horse's ass Trump came out firmly supporting vaccinations and people getting vaccines and saying the vaccines work? He got booed for it. He did this in an interview with Candace Owens. Yeah. Where she was trying to, to, to knock the the vaccinations and he was like no they work the vaccines work the people who don't get vaccines are getting more sick than you know you might get a little bit sick if you have if you're vaccinated but the people who aren't vaccinated they're the ones who are getting very sick and dying this was coming out of trump i was like is this for real it's like is somebody is there somebody like uh doing ventriloquism or something with this guy because i mean he he is a wooden dummy um but even Trump is coming out and saying it's time to you know get your vaccinations, and yet that hasn't spread to uh, uh, who, someone who I think is a Trump supporter is uh, Premier Doug Ford's daughter. Uh, you were telling Krista. me about this. I am not aware of any of this. I'm going to have to take your word for this. this she is, is, uh, this is crazy very vocal anti-vaxer. Her husband, you want to see this? Oh, well, you are <laughs> for people who don't know what that he's is like 10 feet like? tall and he looks like he he, he looks like he should be a, like a biker okay it doesn't, um, it doesn't matter anyway, what the guy looks he's like he's a scary looking dude he's a police officer who's about to probably be fired because he won't disclose his vaccination status and she posted a thing on uh social media where she talked about you know a good way to to say uh, to keep your teeth is to floss and brush regularly um and if you see 20 cars parked outside a neighbor's house for a party, uh, a good way to keep your teeth is to keep is to keep your mouth shut. Okay. Which is intimating that it's okay for someone to kick your teeth in if you report a, a party going on. She like, how do you how are we supposed to have respect for Doug Ford when his own daughter doesn't have enough respect for him to keep her sentiments quiet? She goes out there and belts it out there very publicly knowing that there'll be attention on her because she's Doug Ford's daughter. It's like, dude, you, you, you can't, you, you, you don't have enough regard for you as a father and your job to, to, to shut their mouths. And then I'm thinking, this is the Ford family. She's got the Ford family genetics. When do they do something that isn't intended to draw attention? Yeah, it's... Uh... This this explains a lot to me. You know, the 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 joke online was, oh, he's, you know, kind of bending over for his donors. But no, it sounds like some of the resistance was in his own family. That's that's a tough place to be like that is I am I am not the biggest fan of Dofo. But could you imagine that, you know, because you're running this province and he's he's never been a skeptic in that regard he's always been full on vaccines but man that's that's going to be an awkward christmas dinner this year yeah <laughs> you but, know, you know I, that, I, but you know but you know will be happening and there'll be more than 10 people there 
I I don't think so. Because no? I no, because I think reporters would be watching for that. I, that that is a great way to I mean, you saw what happened in the UK with that Christmas party last year. That's that's the kiss of death for politicians to tell people to do one thing and then you do another. The uh, UCP in Alberta, Kenny was saying to, you know, limit gatherings and so on. And the UCP had a Christmas party with 200 people there. Okay, but they're disasters, right? You know what's amazing about them as disasters? They'll get reelected because they're conservative. Right. I mean, and unless there's a challenge on the right there, there because it's it's you know this is the problem with living in an area that is not competitive in terms of elections that no matter how bad it is there's no incentive for it to get better all right we're gonna get better because we're gonna take a break when we come back other stuff to talk about we'll have we'll decide over the over the, the break um and we'll return here on Ed and Red Christmas Edition after this. Stay with us. Christmas are my two front teeth, my two front teeth, my two front teeth. I always like that song. That, that was better. That was better, better. than the chestnuts. Oh yeah. Chestnut. I sang that chestnut song for Christina Aguilera when she was uh, putting together uh, her Christmas album. And, and she had about the same reaction I did. Well, I'm not on her Christmas album. Yeah. It's funny. I just realized what day it was during the last break. You I was just, like, huh? It How actually, do you just realize it's Christmas Eve? It actually Eve. is Christmas. Okay, because because I did advanced holiday content with like my my uh, characters that I do on my YouTube channel. I did a whole on I did an online Zoom party for my my backers uh, instead, you know, in lieu of a of a in person party because we want to discourage that this year. So it was like one of the characters version of a Christmas carol. And so I've been in Christmas mode for like two weeks now until this past Tuesday. And so I've just completely lost track of what day it is now. I'm just like, okay, well, it is Christmas Eve. Yeah. I'm sure I'm not the only one who's like, what day is it? And not, and not in the, uh, not in the Christmas carol way. You know what, uh, what day it is. It's actually not a day. It's a night. Right. It's a silent oh. night. Holy <laughs> night. Oh my God. All is quiet. <laughs> All is bright. Oh. Round yon virgin oh mother and child. You know, what's you, know crazy? You're... you know what's crazy about the Christmas story? I, I wanted to hear you hit that high night there, but maybe in retrospect, I didn't. Jesus was born supposedly according to tradition in a manger a stable they, yeah a stable where they well they call it a manger a way in a manger it's a manger mm-hmm. it's a stable where they keep animals and three kings from other countries come and bring him gifts 
Not Why the hell didn't they put him in a house? Okay. What, what is a kid going to do with that, frankincense and myrrh? Okay. They they actually were in a house in the book of Matthew. That's one of the weird things about popular depictions of the Christmas story. By, by the time the, uh, what is it? The Magi came and visited Jesus and Mary. They were in a house. The, the word was oikos, the Greek for, for house. I thought, that so was the, a, I thought that was a brand of Greek yogurt. It also is. But yeah, it, it, they were in a house. I don't know how it got collapsed. I mean, they don't actually say it was three magi either, right? And some people say it was three kings. Some people say it's three wise men. There's as many as 12 in, in, some, uh, in some tellings, which is why, you know, stuff like this, when people start going on about the literal truth of the Bible, and, you know, you have to interpret every word. We don't. We just don't. And things like this are an indication of it. it it's Well, here's the thing. Um, the Bible was written down long after these events supposedly happened, especially the Old Testament. It was not uh, concurrent with the events. No, it was now, compiled from oral tradition in the Babylonian exile. And... Meanwhile, if something happened three weeks ago and I try and explain it to somebody, I'm going to leave out most of the details and get things wrong. Never mind sometimes 200 years or 300 years. years. Yeah. Who was alive to see it? Nobody. Because, you know, tales, uh, as they say in the uh, Ario Speedwagon song, Take It on the Run, tail gets taller on down the line. All right. Um, so. We've talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again because it happened to me again. I and because the uh, apparently there's going to be a national ban on plastic shopping bags. Paper bags are bollocks. All right. <laughs> well, you can get the reusable ones. Who remembers to bring those? Well, you don't. That's the problem. If you forget to bring the the, the reusable ones, and you got to use paper. Paper. Okay, paper is it, it has no handles okay and if it did they would just rip off because well, that's paper handles. is crap and you the, the bags rip so easily they don't stretch and hold uh you know items if the items are bulging a bit the bags just rip so and, get the reusable bags and they take up too much space in recycling bins they they well if you fold them up it's not so bad but they they do take up space and recycling for sure why are we even doing this first of all everyone uses shopping bags for something else we've talked about it before there's no such thing as a single use shopping I, bag i people guess people use some them people, for multiple purposes i guess some people do throw them out i mean if you don't have a pet uh you carry things to people's places in it people use shopping bags they use plastic bags all the time they they must know that people toss them i mean you want to as go on as much as i find it frustrating because those compostable bags are you know the ones you buy for your green bin and stuff they're impossible to open they're not well labeled as much as i you know whenever i get a produce bag you know the the plastic bags you still use to put your your produce in I those use those. Bags, yeah. yeah, I I reuse those because I don't want single use plastics. But, you know, plastic bags end up in storm drains. Microplastics are a real issue. It is a problem. I mean, drinking straws are, are going too. 
And there are reasons. I think plastic yeah, cutlery is probably those, on its way out. We get those paper straws, which here's the thing. You know what happens when paper gets wet? It collapses. Yeah. So you have to drink through these paper straws very quickly before they turn to mush. Yeah, um, I mean, if if it is a real issue, like it certainly seems to be, I, you know, I don't want convenience to overwhelm being proper caretakers of the planet. Like if we if we're serious about cutting down on plastic, there are so many products we get, which when you open the box, there is there are numerous plastic uh, cutouts or whatever that, that hold the product. Numerous mm -hmm. and those are single use. Those you can't very well find much use for if you open up a, a package with a with a razor and the razor is there's like a space yeah. cut out for the razor and the space cut out for the blades. You take those out and there is no there's no functional use for that after that. That yeah. is a single use plastic. Cut down on that. Make that crap out of cardboard or something. But honestly, I think this is all just a spit in the bucket anyway. If we had been this environmentally concerned 50 years ago, I'd say we had a shot. At this point, with the amount that uh, China and India are polluting without any conscience, um, and the, the what we're doing with plastic bags. Okay, that's a that's a slightly different issue though. That that playing with plastic bags or worrying about plastic bags is adjusting the rosin on your bow as you're playing a violin as the Titanic sinks. I don't I don't think so. I do think we can get some of the plastic waste out of our um you know lakes and rivers. There's this these crazy have you, have you seen these floating islands of garbage in in the oceans? I don't know why they're floating. I don't know why people don't make them into homes. I mean, the the other issue with with garbage in Canada is we ship it elsewhere and we're running out of places that are that will take our trash. Well, you know what my solution is for trash. Yeah, the, you put it on a rocket and you send it into space, except send it to the moon. Except space junk is a problem too. I mean, oh, there's still space. send it to the moon. Send up, aim a rocket, aim these these garbage rockets at the sun. They'll it'll burn up. That's the end of it. Part of part of the problem. Giant rockets that send all of our trash into space. Aim it for the sun. Well, in, initially the the whole idea is oh we'll just burn it and do carbon capture, but carbon capture technology is not. It's I was just reading that it's, it's not where they thought it would be. It's not developed enough. It's incredibly expensive and not terribly efficient. So, you know, there are certain things that, you know, like it or not. We're you know what we're in the we're in the crap with this environment things. We really need to start spending our time thinking about how we're going to adjust as countries and as worlds to the reality that the environment is going to change substantially. Okay, but but plastic waste and climate change are different issues, Ed. You're comparing apples and oranges here. No. Yes. No. You know, plastics ending up choking animals, that we can do something about that. That's something different than the overall warming of the climate. Yes, you're right. We're going to have to adapt to climate change. But 
this plastics issue is a different thing. It is a problem created locally as well as globally. We can't do something about it. Why don't we, you buy bags now, you buy compost bags, they're biodegradable, they'll break down. Why aren't they making all plastic bags out of biodegradable compounds well, so they break down? Solve problem. No, but that's the problem is that that's where the microplastics are coming from. They're tiny, tiny bits of plastic when the plastic breaks down. So what's the point of getting the plastic that breaks down? I think the the compost the, the compostable bags, that's not biodegradable. That's compostable. It's different. It actually breaks down into organic matter. So make that. Make bags out of that. Well, they are, but... Make I all think, bags out of that. I think you get in... I don't know why they don't make all bags out of that. I think you get into the same issue, though. I don't know if you felt those things when they get the least bit wet. They get a bit gooey. Well, so do many things. D- okay, but... Uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure they will work on the technology. I know there's um, some straws at like smoothie places and things like that that are of that material. They're, they're a plant-based sort of resin type thing. But apparently those only work on cold drinks. If it's warm, they melt. So, you know, technology will eventually catch up. They'll do something. Until then, Ed, just get into the habit of bringing your reusable shopping bags. I don't like learning new things. I noticed. And uh, those shopping bags, they're not the same as plastic bags. They don't stretch the same way. You either, they either are too small or they're huge. Like they're either too, so small you can only get a couple of items or they're so big you could hide a body in them. See, I like the small ones because each one weighs less. Those, those big ones, the big totes, they got a little too heavy sometimes. Especially if you're hiding a body in it. Those, those uh, insulated ones are great for the summer, though. They're fantastic to keep your frozen food cold, even though the car is like a sauna. Whose car is a sauna? Who doesn't have air conditioning? Well, you first get in after it's been sitting in the parking lot for a while. Well, you shouldn't be leaving your bag of food sitting in a car sweltering. You should be taking the food out with you where you go. You're, you're That's the missing. Point. You take the food, you miss- put it in the car, you go to where you're going, take food out of the car. This is an example of you not liking learning new things. Ed. It's it's the period between when you get to your car and when it cools down from the air conditioning. Ah, that's only a couple of minutes. It, things it, aren't going to spoil in a couple minutes. When it's really hot, your ice cream melts and stuff like that. There were a few days this past summer where it was just like, oh boy, anything frozen was was squishy by by the time it the time the car cooled down. All right. Well, we're going to cool down this conversation, go to a break, come back, close up with. uh... Oh, I know what we're going to talk about. We'll be back after this on Ed and Red here on Saga 960 AM. Listen to this headline, okay? Okay. Hundreds of faith leaders demanding Biden and other Democrat do more to Mac. I'm pretty sure that's a typo. 
This is the headline on CNN.com. Hundreds of faith leaders demanding Biden and other Democrat do more to Mac. How does this get out? How is CNN, a professional organization, able to put out a, uh, a headline that it's like they got the Incredible Hulk working there? <laughs> like, do more to Mac. First of all, it should be Democrats, not other Democrat. <laughs> do you have one in mind? Uh, and do more to Mac. I got a friend. His last name is Mac. I hope yeah, this isn't about him. That that looks to me like somebody was racing to get it done and hit, you know, published too soon. Well, then you take it down and you fix it. Like this but, is the quality of uh, care that we see in online news is just so poor. The, the, the grammar is bad. The headlines don't make any sense. It's uh, they, they meander. They have poor grammar. Like there's just it's not like I need the stuff to be perfect, but when it's glaringly obvious that it was written by somebody who needs hooked on phonics, that well, bothers me. If, if you're just some little website, fine, you're probably some idiot in your house. But if you're an organization like CNN that has hundreds, maybe thousands of employees, how do you get away with other Democrat do more to Mac? Well, it's it's interesting, Ed. I'm looking at the original uh, story on the CNN website, it's been corrected. What uh, What's the corrected one say? It, the corrected one said, uh, oh, come on, pop up. Um, CNN exclusive, hundreds of faith leaders demand more from Biden and other Democrats on voting rights legislation. The link you sent me is a mirror on uh, msn.com. So it's possible that it just took like a snapshot of the article and didn't didn't correct it when when CNN did. Never mind corrected. How does this get out? Where well, mistakes where is happen? The, where is the quality? You know what? They happen too often is the thing. Where is the damn quality control with this online? This is what happens when you get stuff for free. It turns into crap. And people, you know, people are imbeciles already. We're lowering people's because uh, people learn to read. They learn grammar. They learn speech. They learn these things from reading. They may not have to be like voracious readers, but you pick up stuff. You read stuff on a website, whatever. This is helping to to uh, get people literate by reading. It teaches them how to how to speak. It teaches them various things because they mimic it. They learn the rules by reading it. When this stuff is all just a uh, a dog's breakfast, then we're helping to plunge. Uh, you know, idiocy further into uh, the, the heart of our society. Maybe I I don't know. I I think this is just a typo. Normally, the the writing every so often there's like a clunker of a of a headline or a bad sentence. But overall, the, for for the how quickly they need to push out these stories, they're usually pretty decently copy edited. No. I, you're reading different things than me. I clearly am reading different things than I'm you. I'm reading things that all the time. I'm like, this is a professional organization. How did this get through? And it's clear they're not proofreading. In the hurry to publish, they're not proofreading. They're just it, putting it up there and figuring, ah, people aren't going to care. And the truth is, most people don't care, but I care. They don't want to pay editors. That's what it comes down to. Cheap bastards. Again, get something for free. This is what you get. Yeah. Crap. Do Mac or whatever the hell the, the thing says. Like, how does that even like how does somebody even glancing at that say, yeah, that's OK, publish. 
Well, MSN.com just pulls headlines from other places. They just, I mean, that don't be quite so lazy with your, your, um, what do they call it? Uh, aggregator. Yeah. Aggregator. Thank you. Yeah. Reaching for that word. All right. Um, we're going to reach for a, a goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Uh, Leanna can be found at red Leanna K on Twitter. Her, right. her uh, YouTube channel is Leanna K videos four days a week, five days. If you're a Patreon, um, check it out. I'm at newmusicnation.ca presenting the best in uh, new Canadian music from across the country. Um, and I guess we should wish people this being Christmas Eve, we should wish people a Merry Christmas. Hopefully have a nice Christmas morning tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That wasn't sincere. We, I thought you were going to join me with an ebullient, uh, you know, agreement. I was afraid you were going to start singing again. You know, maybe that's a good way to close this. Oh, what are we going to sing? Pick a song and I'll sing it. I, I, I am afraid. I don't know that song. This is like this is like that thing in Ghostbusters. Keep your mind blank because anything you you think of is going to spawn as Gozer the Destroyer. You don't remember that? I'm thinking of a song. Okay. What's that one with Pastor Brown? Uh, Frosty the Snowman? No. In yeah. the winter, we will build a snowman oh. and pretend that he is Pastor Brown. Winter Wonderland. In, he'll come out and say, well, are you married yet? We'll say, no, you can do the job when you're in town. That is not, that is neither the correct words nor the tune when those words are said. Well, it's really weird. What kind of kids make a snowman and think it's a pastor who asks you about whether you're married? What's those, the hell kind I, of kids? Are, I think it was what are they, Parson some, Brown. Some religious compound somewhere? Oh, yeah, Parson Brown. Yeah. All right. Um, that's it. So as you usual. You didn't even start at the beginning of the song. Because I, I only remembered the middle part. Sleigh bells ring. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Oh, my God. Something else. <laughs> Snow is glistening. All right. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking, Walking in, in a winter wonderland. <laughs> All right. We're going to uh, walk into a winter wonderland and say goodbye. All right. Okay. So, like we all, Merry Christmas. And uh, like we always say, bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>